love you. Hello, Couch Potatoes, and welcome back to a special episode here on the couch. I remember a long time ago, myself, the Green Traveler, and my friend over here, we went to see a film. And when we left the film, after the credits rolled, we're not monsters. We we stayed till the end, and we left. Yeah. Only once have I asked you to leave the film with me, or leave <laughs> the theater early, and... Uh, Oh, we'll talk that film someday, I'm sure. But it wasn't yeah. this one. I, I, I stayed till the end for, for this, this film. This one we probably could have left. This one we probably could have left. But I remember we got outside of the theater. We were with your wife and we got outside of the theater. We all walked very quietly to the car. And before we got in there, you looked at me and you said, So, what'd you think? <laughs> 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 and, you, and you were not able to not laugh at it. You, you started laughing immediately. And I was like, dude, I think I might've just seen the worst film I, ever in uh, theaters that I've ever seen in theaters. Pretty bad. I, I, I might've been a little over harsh, but it's just like where I was coming from at the time was I had paid $20 to see this film, you know, 10 for the ticket, 10 for the fucking drink. And, and it, it was just so disappointing. That's what it was. Yeah. Because, they put forth a trailer, and we're talking Suicide Squad, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. They put forth the trailer, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It's a really good trailer. Yeah. You know, they synced up the soundtrack with the action bits. It was really good, and I was pumped for this film, and it failed oh, so fucking hard so on every level. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking, we have another sequel smash. Or I, I say another sequel smash. We're recording this after we recorded another sequel smash, but that sequel smash is coming after this one. So it's yes. confusing for my brain, yeah. not for yours. But not for yours. And, and yeah. <laughs> Until I said all of this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're coming at you with the sequel smash. It's been a while since we've actually had one, I think. And that sequel smash is Suicide Squad. I didn't want to have a sequel smash. I was just going to review the Suicide Squad, call it a day. Beautiful. Love it. You know, that's what I was going to do. But you were like, no, this is perfect material for a Suicide Squad sequel smash. And I'm like, you're not wrong. It's the reason we have this segment. It's the yes. reason we're doing this kind of a thing. But yes. God damn, did I not want to see or talk about Suicide Squad ever <laughs> in my life. And I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I'm the face of Sleone. I don't got a face. So, you know, you can't see the shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green Faces on the Couch. Welcome to the couch. Welcome to the couch. It's more embarrassing, I would say, to have your mother walk in on you watching Suicide Squad <laughs> than to, like, have her walk in on you while you're masturbating. Like... <laughs> Oh, I so feel like <laughs> But it's the truth. This movie is so bad on every level. It's not it's not even bad in the way that the room is bad. Like the room is bad in a way that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so incompetent, it's funny. Yeah. This is just so this... it's competent and just garbage. Like they have the material yeah. here for goodness, and it just sucks. Yeah, and you know, it feels pretty obvious to me that there was a different movie, and it just got yeah. all cut to shit. And I, I'd be curious to see what was going on with that other movie. Right. I, I'll talk specifically the parts where I'm like, okay, this is where they decided to change everything. Yeah. When we get deeper into it, but yeah, this was uh, this was the epitome of DC comics producers or warner brothers producers or who have you stepping in and being like 
no, we don't want the you know the director and the creators to have that much say over this. We have a specific story we want to tell because our marketing guys have done a lot of like studies and surveys and all this shit, and they know this is specifically what the fans want for all these things. So rather uh-huh. than just giving you the free will, we're gonna like control the fuck out of this. Yeah, and like I don't know how much of this to blame on David Ayer, and I don't know how much of this to blame on the producers. I don't know. Because it's like, yeah, I've never actually listened to a review or listened, like, read into anything about the behind the scenes of this. It, this movie just pissed me off so much that I just didn't fucking care. But it's just like, I don't want to put all the blame on David Ayer when it so clearly feels like a producer thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody came in and was like, hey, this shit's too dark, too heavy. But the title yeah. of the movie is Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not much more subject matter that is heavier, really. No, exactly. And and the sad thing is, like, not to get into the sequel yet, but James Gunn stepped in and was like, hey, this is how you handle heavy material and still cover it with a shit ton of comedy. Yes, yes. He knows how to blend the two really well, and it's fucking great. And that's why I do want to blame a little bit of it on David Ayer, because you can always do the, uh, the what is it, Alan Smithy? The the fake director is just like, I don't want my name to be part of this. I got the job done. I want the paycheck. I'm out. Like, don't put my name on this. And, like, th- there's directors who have done that and they, you know, they credit the movie. I think it's the Alan Smithy. I think that's the, the fake director name that people use. I see. And it's like, just do that. Just don't put your name on it. If if it wasn't yours at heart, if it was the producer right. stepping in all over it, then make a fucking stand. Do something. Like, get the paycheck. Get the Get the job done. But make sure it's known to the public that you are not okay with the final product. Right. Because then the public's going to do what I did and go out and see it for 10 fucking dollars in the theater and get really bitchy about it like I am right now. Yeah. 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 Either way, Fuckers. we probably would have done that because this is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I still would have seen it just to get mad about it. I'm American. That's what we like to do. Uh, we like I, to get mad about things. I would say that I recall that you and our buddy Dan were very excited about it and getting me excited because it was something that you never expected there to be a movie about is is Suicide Squad. Right. Because it's such an offshoot of the comics. Exactly. Like, again, as I've said all the time, I'm a blockbuster bitch. Uh-huh. When I read DC Comics, <laughs> I read Batman, I read Superman, I read their offshoots, I, I eat that shit up. But the, the odd character out, you know, the, the Suicide Squad characters, the Teen Titans, I mean, I'll read the Teen Titans occasionally, but it's like those those groups that are not the big blockbusters, they don't usually excite me. They don't draw me in. Right. But there was something about the fact that they're going to make a movie out of it that I was like, well, that's an interesting idea. Like, why yeah. would you choose them and not do The Flash first or not do Aquaman or... Yeah, and I'm still waiting for that Flash movie. What's the fuck going on with that? It's coming soon, yeah. I think I think like two years they have it planned for next year, maybe. I don't I remember. thought he was supposed to be the fastest. I mean, what the fuck? Well, he's always late. He's always late, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Barry Allen can never be anywhere on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do Wally West then. Yeah, the first, the first footage that I've seen of the Flash movie hasn't excited me. Like... <clears throat> There, there's something like monochromatic about the the DC world that just it's so bland and like 2D, and, and the movies that is not in the comic books. Well, yeah, sometimes in the comic books, well, but like it, it is 2D because it's a comic book. But yeah, I get it. Ah, 
But like the 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 movies though, there's just it's not a good universe right now. I don't, and I don't. I feel like the whole part is is they don't have somebody like they don't have their own Kevin Feige. They don't have somebody polishing the fuck out of everything to make it work. Yeah, like I feel like Sna- Zach Snyder was kind of in that position, but he was yeah. just a producer, and he and he did what a good producer does, and kind of lets it go but there was other producers that didn't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and fucked up the movie yeah, I, but i also feel like Zack snyder also doesn't have a good vision to be the the overarching like i, I agree yeah, with maybe. you i think he is i think he was that the head of this thing you know it was his universe right but but he just i don't know he doesn't have that kevin feige vision and and i'm not talking actual vision i'm talking kevin feige's foresight <laughs> yes so i <laughs> not the, because not the he does have as a director a vision you know i don't I always yeah. a, a, like his films but he definitely has a vision right but like for for a franchise it's like overall i kind of felt like they were they're just like i don't really know what to do what we need to do next to set up this next right. big event you know, and it's like, we're going to build up to the Justice League, and we're going to have this great villain. And it's like, oh, who are you going to do, Darkseid? Now we're going to do Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf was a weird move, but I think it made much more sense in the Snyder Cut. It still it still seemed like a very weird step to take. It like, was. I feel like if you're going to do your if you're going to do your first Justice League film, it should be somebody huge. Well, and, the, like, and, and the Snyder Cut is very clearly setting up Doomsday. In the yeah. in the new in the dark side the, yeah dark side yeah I'm sorry I do that all the time like Doomsday <laughs> and Dark Side like yeah they are... it's very generic names yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we still love you DC anyhow in the Sweden verse or whatever the Sweden cut what, what were we calling it the the Justice League? Just, the Justice League. Yeah, that's, that was it. Justice okay, League. That's Justice right. League. That's so hard to say. It just was not clear what they were trying to do with it. Like, no. obviously, people who know the comic books know that they're trying to set up Darkseid. But it, it just didn't work at all. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. And it's, it's to get back to the Suicide Squad, it's the same thing here where it's just like, we're going to do the Suicide Squad. People love them. Their comic books are selling crazily. You know, it's right. Harley Quinn. It, it's Dead uh, Deadshot. Like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to do this. And then you start, they start it, and you're just like, what's the fucking point of this? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what message were you trying to make? Like, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be about a message, but it's just like, what are these guys doing to set up your universe? Right. Like, absolutely shit. I mean, they got Jared Leto's Joker in it, and he he fucking sucks in this film, but, like, he's there. They were definitely trying to set him up. Yeah. And Ben Affleck's flying flying around as Batman, and it's just like, oh, okay. And then there's, like, a moment where he's kissing Harley, but it's like, are you trying to give her mouth-to-mouth? Because it doesn't look like you're trying to give her mouth-to-mouth. It looks like you're trying to kiss an unconscious woman right here, Ben (laughs) Affleck. And then, like, there's just, there's so many stupid things in this movie that it's like... It's BCPR. Batman CPR. It's a special <laughs> Batman CPR that allows him to revive uh, villainesses. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's like he, he he stores enough like air in his lungs and mouth that like if he just kisses you, it'll you know, like make it all the way down to your lungs and like re- revitalize you. That's I get right. it. It's, yeah. It is an uh, an, an ancient, ancient technique. Te- <laughs> 
<laughs> learned so long ago. Oh man, just it's dumb, man. And like, okay, let's get into let's get into the Suicide Squad 2016, yeah. directed by David Ayer. So here's the team: you got Will Smith as Deadshot, you've got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, you've got Jay or Jai Courtney. I can't remember how to pronounce it. Jay or Jai, sorry. Uh, playing Captain Boomerang, Captain who was a Boomerang. fun, very fun, very fun Flash villain. Like I, I love him. One of the greatest rogues. But sorry, Jai, it, not my version. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I he's liked he's it all fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. But like this film doesn't know. Uh, a major sin of this film is it doesn't know how to use a lot of its characters. No, a lot of them are just pointless, useless. And and Captain Boomerangs is one of them. They don't. Literally, they don't, they don't do, do anything. anything with him. He was more he was more uh, fulfilled in the trailer than he was in, in the yeah. in the movie. He was more he was more fulfilled in the Suicide Squad, the sequel. Yeah, where he's in it for five seconds, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Other other characters on the uh, the squad. You have Adewale Akinue Agbaje. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I think you did a good job. Thank you. He plays Killer Croc. And you have uh, Cara Delevingne playing the Enchantress, I believe, is, yes. how, is the, the character's name. Yes. Is there anybody else on the squad? I know I'm, I'm missing somebody. Uh, well, we There's got the... Joel Kinnaman playing Rick Flagg, which is the right. military officer that they are reporting to. And he's got some men under him, including Scott Eastwood. Correct. I guess that's important. Then there's the the oh there's there's the pyro guy. Oh, um, Jay Hernandez plays Diablo. Yes, plays who? Diablo. Diablo. That's right. Yeah. And uh, there's there's the guy who jumps on walls that gets killed instantaneously. Oh, yeah. He's the uh, he's the character who who represents the. And now, if you guys don't do what we say, we'll blow your heads off. You know, they have right. to have one character yes. who gets his head blown off just and, to show and you. And that how, is that is like. How it's always been interpreted in in the in, yeah. the, in the in the comics and on other in animated versions of it exactly. So they had to have that bit, and I don't. I he was like he was some kind of climber, like he was the best climber in the world. I want to call him. I want to call him Whiplash, but I don't think that was his name. <laughs> I don't think that was it either. I'm scrolling through the the cast list. Slipknot. Played by Adam Beach. Slipknot. Yeah. That's I was thinking that because it's a you know, it's a two syllable four yeah. word each whiplash slipknot. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of makes sense. It, uh no, not really, but <laughs> But he he's he's just there to show you and it's you know, it's needed. I get it. It it just shows you how, you know, crazy badass of a bitch that Amanda Waller is. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah, she's played by Viola Davis. Amazingly played by Viola Davis. Yeah, One best, thing. Best role in this. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. apart from Margot Robbie, because Margot Robbie just kills it. Margot she Robbie does. kills it, but here, like, the problem is I don't like Harley Quinn in this film. She's just a sex symbol for most of it, and it's really annoying. She also delivers, there's so many lines that she delivers that it just, it felt like there was no heart in it for either her the director or anybody involved like uh there's one scene in particular near the end or near the the beginning of the third act where the the the, the remaining squad members are in a bar and you know rick flag pours his heart out to him he explains why he's on this mission 
and they're all just like, oh, this is why we're all doing this, you know, and and as they're all talking their backstories, you know, uh, Diablo tells his, but he doesn't tell them, you know, he, he just explains that he's seen a lot of hard shit and that, you know, he was mean to his wife and his kids and all that kind of stuff. And then somebody's like, well, what happened to your wife and kids? And Harley's like, oh, you killed them, right? And it's just like how she delivers it is just so blunt and boring and stupid. Like it just, it that the whole scene, like all of them were just like, it's supposed to be this very heartfelt moment, but nobody's given more than 50% in there. And it's yeah. so weird and off-putting and just, oh, I cannot stand that scene. I like, I have to fast forward to the scene just because of how bad it all is. Yeah, and that's one of the parts that they might have changed because, like, they want to, like, I could imagine them thinking that his story was too dark and so they wanted to lighten up that scene somehow. And so this was part of the reshoots and that's why everybody's acting feels totally different than from other scenes. That And it makes total sense. Like, I, I can 100% understand that. Like, that, that thinking in mind makes it make more sense. But it's like, it still shouldn't have just happened. Like, this shouldn't have been a final product. No. None no, of this. Definitely not. And, like, to go to go with the Diablo story, like, what is the fucking message in his story? Like, he goes crazy in his backstory. He goes crazy. He burns down his house, kills his wife and his kids. Sorry, that's a spoiler. I don't. I really don't care. I'm not putting a spoiler wall up for this film. <laughs> like I, I, I 100% do not recommend anybody go see Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not. And you don't even need to. You don't even need to see it to watch the Suicide Squad. Like there are some characters, sure, that cross over, and maybe you want that backstory. You don't need it. Just read the Wikipedia of, of something and like figure it out yourself. Like it's not worth the two hours and two and a half hours or whatever the Suicide Squad is. But like he goes crazy, Diablo does. He kills his wife and his kids, and at the end, he you know throughout the whole movie he doesn't use his flames. He's very against that now. He is trying to be not be that guy yeah. anymore. Yeah. And they're about to face the big bad. And Deadshot's like, "We need you on this. Are you going to help us out?" And he's just like, "What if I go crazy again?" And Deadshot says. Well, we might have a chance to win this thing. No. Him going crazy killed his wife and his kids. Him going crazy again does not make him as, you know, the savior of this battle. You should use that that moment there. What happens if I go crazy again? You won't. You have a family again. We're better you're better now. We we've got your back yeah. no matter what. You turn that into yeah. a positive moment. I think they tried to push that that was another part of this edit that I that I I think happen is them pushing this family thing because yeah. that it just seemed so so cheesy and but that's what I'm saying is they didn't push the family thing at the end there I yeah they could have used it there You're, they they could have yeah. used it there but for like it, it, that bar scene was where it started where they're like yeah we're a pack now and it's like. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, you let up that they're all kind of these not-so-great people, and they have not been enjoying working with each other at all. No. No. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it's just kind of a total flip. Like, I feel like, like I said, somebody was like, all right, yeah. you got to make him feel more buddy-buddy or something. Otherwise, the meaning doesn't, the ending doesn't mean anything or something like that. And, like, why even is like Deadshot part of this like I mean he's an assassin yes but like he's just an assassin for hire you know like when you put him on the Suicide Squad like everybody else they're a little crazy 
Right. You know, and it's just like, okay, so you kind of just want these people and you're going to put a bomb in their head because, you know, oh, well, if they died, they die. Deadshot, though, why are you forcing him into this, like, suicide? Is- He's just another prisoner. Like, you should just put him in a regular prison. <laughs> He's not, like, a superhero. But if he gets a gun, man, if he gets a gun. Yeah, if he gun, gets a gun, he can shoot anything. That's true. <laughs> so, okay, though, I see, but he is necessary as a liaison between yeah. the... the- super unstable team and the military unit because he knows how to be stealthy and stuff and he's like hey we do have to kind of work together but it's just it's just weird though because it's like he's the only one with a family kind of like the others probably have family but you don't go into it at all right like he's got a daughter and like he's on a he's on a like level of criminal where you would still expect him to have some kind of like visitor visiting hours or something you know he doesn't seem like we're gonna walk him away in an asylum where you would get most of your other criminals for the suicide squad like (laughs) and i don't i don't read the comics so maybe he's a main character in the comics that i just don't pay attention to and and as the suicide squad i mean his involvement just seems weird to me like and and i don't also don't like will smith in this film like I like Will Smith. I don't like him in this film. It's not his yeah. greatest role, for sure. Uh, they keep on going yeah. on about how his character is a sociopath, too. And it is it is really funny because they kind of make fun of that in the the sequel. They do. Right. <laughs> I think Elders Alba was just put in that movie to make fun of this role. I think. I know. He literally is. Idris Elba, uh, who's he played? Bloodsport, Blood I think Sport. is the name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's literally just the exact same character, just with Idris Elba instead of yeah. Uh, Will he's, Smith. he's British, and he can use he yeah. can use any <laughs> any weapon. He can he and he can turn anything into a weapon. And with Will Smith, you also have the the issue of being a high named actor. You know, top yeah. I guess maybe A list. I don't know where Will Smith would fall. I would put him in the A or B list. A <laughs> list. Let's be honest. Yeah. But when you have an actor like that playing a character who typically wears a mask the actor and their agent is going to make it part of the contract that they don't wear the mask right it's like with with robert downey jr when he became iron man they had to force those shots where you can see his face in the mask you know you had that close-up view of the hud and everything around him because that was in his contract you couldn't just have him flying around with a fucking mask on he wants his face out there exactly but the hud the hud's shots make more sense than just ripping off the mask which looks like it's armored in the middle of combat exactly like he should be wearing the mask whenever he's fighting but he wears it in one fucking scene i think maybe two. maybe two i don't know he says whenever i put this on people die don't you understand (laughs) it's just dumb everything about it's dumb oh it makes me just so freaking mad like i don't there's there's so much to talk about that it's just it it just makes me matter and matter the more I talk about because it. Because I mentioned it before, I do want to talk about the places where I feel like they came in here with a with a brush and changed yeah. things. Okay, so the big let's just talk actually just this big part. So the enchantress, she is right. really the big bad of the movie. She's not a controllable entity. From the actor who was playing her, June Moon, which just awful name, uh, is the <laughs> character that Kara Del 
Can you say your name? I, I say Delavine. I don't know Delevingne. if it actually is, but okay. yeah. We apologize. Uh, but anyways, June Moore does not have control over the Enchantress. She is possessed by the Enchantress. And the Enchantress goes and wakes up her brother. And very suddenly, there is a scene where the Enchantress, whose look is very like very much like the ring. Yeah. Super muddy. Long black hair. Long long black hair that's very dirty and she saturated skin tone. Yes. Yes. And and kind of smoky stuff coming off of her. I would wager that that was her original concept. And then when she gets in contact with her brother who she has released, he gives her a new heart or something. I don't know. Fucking there's this bit with Amanda Waller trying sense, to yeah. control her with her heart. It's it's really dumb. Yeah. Because it doesn't end up mattering at all. Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Really, really dumb. <laughs> and the best part is she even captures, the Enchantress captures Amanda Waller. And instead of just fucking killing her right there, which is what she should have done, she's like, you're going to tell me how to conquer your armies. What do you mean conquer her armies? You just took over a whole fucking city. Just yeah, do that just do a it. thousand you more times. You got this like, weird machine thing that's going to do nothing for the field. Yeah. I feel like that was an ad. So her brother gives her a new heart, right? I really don't know what they're trying to do for that scene. But she suddenly just changes costume. And now she's in this green dress type thing with this yep. this headdress and everything. It's It's very bright especially compared to what she was before. And, you know, if you watch the film with less criticism than I did, you might just be like, okay, she had, like, an upgrade. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah, something. But then later in the film, when they're doing the final battle, all of a sudden, she's just that muddy attire again. It just shifts shifts back. <laughs> it, like, because she got angrier is what it looked like they were trying to portray. I think all that shit... With the green dress and stuff was added in with, with the add-ons, including the big like spirit machine or whatever she was making. There was probably Maybe. some other really intense dark storyline between her and Rick Flagg that they didn't think they could sell well. And I honestly would be much more interested in like a horror suicide squad. Yeah. That, that would, would be have been way more really interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the movie that we were supposed to get, and we didn't. And that would have been, like, far more interesting and more compelling because that was the, you know, one thing that this film had for it that it just did not understand how to milk at all was the relationship between the villain and Rick Flagg. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, Rick Flagg's in love with June Moon, but she's possessed by the Enchantress. There's a lot there. That's really cool. They didn't play with it at all. No, it's really bad. And it's like, and when she escapes, when she gets away to like awaken her brother, you're left wondering, huh, how did Amanda Waller not plan for this? Like, did she really trust Rick Flagg this much that he would be able to keep an eye on her like this? Like, that's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, it makes no sense. And I had something from there that I'm just like, I'm blanking on. Oh, when I, when I rewatched this film because again i didn't want to i wanted mm. to have just watched it once in 2016 and called it a fucking day right like a, a ruined two hours but something you know i can forget about it and be okay with it but like when i was re-watching it i had completely forgotten about the entire plot with her brother with the enchantress the enchantress's brother i forgot he was there was even another villain in this i thought it was just the enchantress and so when she escapes, the room, I'm like, "What? What's going on here? I forgot about this." And then like this <laughs> giant CGI like 
almost Egyptian looking kind of character. I mean, I'm sure that's probably racist. I don't know where his character's inspired from. It feels like that area, though. I think it's supposed it, to. I I think they might have mentioned the mis- mythical place that uh, Shazam's magical powers originated uh, okay. from. Oh, okay. But I okay. Don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it, it felt it felt like Egyptian inspired or like what Hollywood has made right. Egyptian to be or to represent that is. Like I don't know the the you know, I don't know how how offensive I'm being, but it's <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just it's that character that when that happened, when I saw that giant CGI monstrosity there, I was like, I don't remember this. And then it kind of continued on, and yeah. I remembered things that his character did, and I'm like, "Oh, right, okay, yeah, you did that." And there's this battle at the end. Like, I kind of remember now, but like, yeah. blocked him completely out of my mind and throughout 2016. All I remembered from it was <laughs> really just Harley Quinn and Will Smith. Right. I think that's because I think you blocked it out because I think they just added that shit in. Yeah, maybe. Felt like it was disconnected. Yeah. And then, like, another thing that I, I don't know if this was added in or not. I didn't do any kind of research on this film, but I feel like Jared Leto and the whole backstory with a lot of these characters was kind of just kicked into the into yeah, the script after the fact. very disjointed as well, for sure. Oh, and I can't stand any scene of Jared Leto's Joker in this movie. Like, it hurts me to watch a Jared Leto Joker scene. It is so bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know people like Jared Leto and I don't hate him. I think as, as an actor and as a person, he can be good. And there is, there's definite talent within him. And I don't blame him for a lot of his choices on the Joker. They are bold and very risky, and I encourage that. That's great. It's bad in this. <laughs> it's awful. I have it written down in my notes as vomit, vomit, <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> that's 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 what that's what that performance provokes in me in this film. And it's, it's not just, funny, like not in any no. way. And you know, like the Joker doesn't have to be like ha 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 funny. No. But he's got to be like that dark, twisted, funny. And there's no humor. There's no humor no. In, in the shit that he does. I don't think that that is entirely his fault, though. Because there's nothing no. in the script to give him that. No. Nothing. The Joker tells jokes. They're bad, and it's great. Right. Because it adds to his his uh, horror. And, and a lot of this film, and a lot of that backstory is showing the relationship he has with Harley and how he just uses Harley. You know, that's right. a huge point in the comics and in her character is that she has overcome the Joker because she was in an abusive relationship and she's gotten out of it and now she's a fucking hero in the comics and it's great. Right. It's a it's a really fun story to follow and it's really, it's almost always entertaining. She's in a great relationship with Poison Ivy and it's fucking beautiful yeah. and I love it. Yeah. And it's like if we're going to do a movie that is set where we already have an experienced Batman. You know, it's Ben Affleck. He's already old. He's already, you know, he's fought Superman as a 40-year-old kind of thing. We, we have an experienced world. Why does Harley have to just start off in this? Why can't we just say, fuck this stupid abusive relationship. We're not going to get any screen time. And we're going to make this character who we're trying to pass off as a, you know, an anti-hero in the very first movie here. Why don't we just make her already kind of seeking other relationships? Right. 
I don't like the Joker being in this movie at all. It doesn't need to happen. It could have been part of her backstory where she's like, I've overcame this. I'm doing this now. Like, I'm trying to be a better person. So sure, I'll join this squad and try to actually do some kind of help, even though the consequences are me getting my brains blown off. Right. There's so much more to do that could be more compelling. But instead, we're going to use her as a sex symbol and just do a lot of very stupid sexist jokes and just constantly have her and clothing that is incredibly revealing and you know shoot the shoot it at a, such an angle that we just make sure her ass is right in the center of the yes. shot all the yeah. ass all the time and i can't say that i didn't enjoy it in 2016 but you know you had to pick something to enjoy out of this movie <laughs> i will agree with that <laughs> there had to be something like there's just so many dumb useless moments and one of them is when she like breaks the fucking glass to like take one piece of jewelry that doesn't affect the film at all it's just so we yeah. can have a shot of her bending down and it cuts the rick flag and it's just, like it's completely unconnected shot like the, the her breaking the glass like it's the beginning of a scene like it cuts to her breaking the glass and she bends down and it cuts the rick flag and he's like what's wrong with you guys and it cuts back to her and she's like we're bad guys it's what we do and that's the end of the scene. It's like yeah. a 10 second moment that should have just been like the editor's like, yeah, this is stupid. Cut out. Yeah. Like it doesn't do anything. No, and that's this whole doesn't. film. Yep, that is true. This is my closing statement because I want to get on to something better. It's that, That's the whole fucking film. I give it, no joke, half a star. It's what? the lowest grade. <laughs> it's the lowest grade I can give. More than New Legacy? Less, I mean, less than a New Legacy? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I feel like no film can get a zero. If you try, if you put something out, that's better than a zero. You know? You did something. You did something. And that this film did something, and that was make me vomit. And that's a half a star. (laughs) That's what I give it. Not worth your time whatsoever. I'm not going to complain about it more. Enough with the negativity from me. All right. You might... I don't know how you're going to feel about this. You said you're done with the negativity, but we'll see. Because Uh I did not think it was completely... And utterly unwatchable by any means. It still gets half a face. It's not a good movie. I do not recommend right. this movie at all, in the least. But say, if you're going to give it a full face, then we wouldn't have be friends. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it, it's not deserving of that. But okay, I guess Don't no. I'm gonna I'm about to spoil put a spoiler for our own show. So you just guys just have to hold on. We we recorded out of order, and I don't want to fuck around and mess it up. So. <laughs> my closing statement is it's a bad movie uh, they, yeah. I would be interested to see that first movie I don't know who knows but I, yeah. I imagine it's still not that great <laughs> yeah I imagine I imagine like whereas this, the Snyder Cut was a better movie but at the same time not a good movie like it was still fun but it's like yeah you almost hit it. the mark I yeah, liked it oh, way more. I liked it way, way more than that. I, li- I liked it Justice way more too, but it's just like, I would still, like, I only, I don't remember what grade I gave it then, but now it's like definitely seeped down to like a two and a half level. If I didn't give it, you know, I probably gave it three stars last time, but like it's, it's dropped a lot, but like there, there was still competence there and it like, it was still, you know, when you watch the Snyder Cut, you're like, okay, I see what you're trying here. And then with David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad, I feel like I still wouldn't see what he was trying here. Like, it still feels like even with everything we were given, there's not enough pieces to make a good movie out of it. Because all of the good pieces don't fit together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, there's like, it is how it is. There's, 
There's some. There's even an like at least one interesting thing is the the vat scene. I think with, the vat scene with Harley and Joker. That is the only oh. interesting Joker scene. I think. Oh, and it's disgusting. Yeah, when he comes out of the water and he's wagging his tongue, like oh, oh yeah, it's disgusting. It's, That's the scene that I start hurling at. <laughs> The, the like, part I find we... interesting is that is Harley jumping into it. Like yeah. that's how that's how into the Joker she was. But I do think they do a good job in her next two movies with that particular right. storyline. So yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the next ones. I don't honestly. I still don't remember we'll the Birds of Prey and the Emancipation <laughs> of Harley Quinn or whatever it's called. I think that's exactly right. Did I get it right? Of yeah, one nice. Harley Quinn. I don't know. I don't remember enough of the movie at right. all. Right. To, to say. To say. Okay. It's, it's the exact same as most DC movies. Like, I watch them once and I'm like, oh, that was okay. And then two <laughs> weeks later, I'm like, what happened in Aquaman again? <laughs> it's like Harry Potter 5, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to James Gunn and a, a decent movie. Well, welcome back, everybody. We took a tiny bit of a break so that we could re-up our joyful meters. And here we are, ready to talk about The Suicide Squad. The. Yes. That, what was that other one? Uh, it was... Uh, uh, it was a Suicide Squad. It was a Suicide Squad. I just don't remember what it was called. Yeah, no. but this one, this one's the this one's this the, the Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah, so we are. And I, you know, I appreciate the naming scheme because what what they're trying to do here, or what I assume James Gunn is trying to do, is be like, hey, the last one doesn't matter, guys. We can scratch it from the entire universe. Forget it ever happened. And just hop right aboard to the Suicide Squad, the and he Suicide does it so beautifully. So here, James Gunn, you know, killed it with Guardians of the Galaxy. He proved that you can take characters that people aren't too familiar with and make them staples in a freaking universe the size of the MCU. It was great. He did a great job. Yeah. He made it very funny. He, he brought all these unique characters together, made it a unique team that was really good. And then we start off with the Suicide Squad. So there's there's drama behind it to to begin with. I guess I should get into that. Uh, James Gunn was fired from Marvel for some inappropriate tweets he made a long time ago when he was very young and stupid. And wh- while he was fired, DC was trying to look for a replacement for David Ayer because they had decided we're going to yeah. do a Suicide Squad too because it made a shit ton of money because people went there and got upset about it. Uh-huh. And, but it's made money, so we're going to do a sequel to it. And so they're going to do a sequel. Obviously, you're going to bring your director back. That's typically what you want to do with the sequel is give them another chance. Well, David Ayer was attached. He was still part of the position. But then he decided, I want to do a different thing. I want to do Gotham City Sirens. So he stepped off the project to go do Gotham City Sirens, which I don't know if that's ever going to see the light of day. I don't know what DC Cinematic Universe is trying to do right now. (laughs) Who knows? It might still be in the plans. That's great if it is. Like, I want to give him another shot, and maybe the producers will step back from it, and we can actually get a good picture. Who knows? Who knows? I I don't know. Like, you know, as much as I was saying that other movie was two movies cut together or whatever, I bet that other movie probably wasn't that good. (laughs) Right. 
but like I'll give them another shot if you, if the Gotham City Sirens happens. That's you know that yeah, sounds like a very I'll interesting idea. I love yeah. that shit. And, but but here they're trying to figure out who to replace him with. And guess what? James Gunn became available because Marvel got rid of him for a little bit. So DC ate him up real quick because yeah. he's just proven that he can take nobodies or like the 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 odd men out mm. and the odd women out and make something unique and beautiful out of it. So why don't we give for him sure. a shot at the Suicide Squad? What? A good choice. What a good choice. Immediately better. Within the first, like, minute, you already feel like, okay, this is a much more interesting film. And within the first ten minutes, you're like, all right, I'm on board. This is so crazy, over-the-top, fun yeah. shit. I love it. Like, so, right off the bat, you have a new team with some staples. You have Rick Flagg still there. You have Harley yep. Quinn still there. Captain Boomer Boomerang's on the airplane, too. He's still with the team. And we still got Elder Salva. He makes a return. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's still in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dead sport. <laughs> Dead sport. Uh, blood or, uh, sport or blood bloodshot. Yeah. Bloodshot. <laughs> bloodshot <laughs> eyes. I- Idris Elba, his character. He is doing this for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a reminder, Will Smith was doing that for his daughter back in the first episode. Uh, yeah, you really mentioned it. The only difference between Deadshot and Bloodsport is that Bloodsport's British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the only difference. They're the it, exact same character. It is definitely very referential and probably oh, the most referential thing I've seen Elder Selbel do. Like, he, right. I just feel like I take him so seriously. Because he, he just <laughs> yeah. is so good in that kind of of a role, and then this one is very comical. They de- the humor is right in this movie. It is funny. Yeah. This is a funny movie. And if you're like, if you're gonna do something titled The Suicide Squad, it's either gotta be the super dark shit or a dark humor that's what it has to be yeah and, and they they definitely nail the dark humor so well in this but technically i'm remembering that blood sport uh blood yeah blood sport's not actually on the team at the very beginning because on the mm. airplane he's not on that team because that team has people like weasel who is played uh-huh. by james gunn's brother sean gunn who is literally just a human-sized weasel and is just <laughs> yeah just they utilize everything about that kind of comedy that you could squeeze out of a, 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 yeah. a weird character like that. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Nobody determined if Weasel could swim. <laughs> <laughs> we never asked him. <laughs> uh, so Sean good. Gunn also plays Calendar Man, who oh, was God. just cameoed in this. Uh, I didn't when even they know went, he was in this, yeah, he he has like one line that he says. I it was either to Harley or to it was somebody in Arkham, but I I, I could I couldn't remember what time it was in the movie. But I was like, hey, there's Calendar Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very much something you in the background. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the team on that in that first plane that you see, and I, I will. Mm, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to put up a spoiler wall for the intro, but I, we might have to put one up later on when we get into it. But the first five minutes, I don't mind spoiling it too much because that's the hook. 
And I think the hook is so good that I want to give it to you because if you're if you're not going to watch the Suicide Squad because of the David Ayer 2016 film, right? I want to give you the hook because it, it tells you everything you need to know about what you're getting into with James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide and the Suicide yeah, Squad. <laughs> yeah, the only other person I really remember. There's two other people I remember. I really remember on that first team besides the people we've mentioned already. There is is his name Peter Davidson, the actor. Uh, he's the comedian. Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete, Pete Davidson. I, I, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people love Pete Davidson. I'm not a huge fan. I hardly know him. I, I think he's okay, but there's a, there, he annoys me. And so, I'll say it up front. His character is just constantly dropping some really annoying jokes that work for the script. And I'm just like, oh, man, you're funny, but at the same right. time, you're annoying the fuck out of me. Like, you immediately start anno- like hating his character, but like, all right, I, I, can, I can stand this for the movie. But then he gets shot in the face in like, the first five minutes. And it's so graphic and so beautiful. And I'm just like, yes, they shot Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be great. His character's name, by the way, was Richard Dick Hertz. Like, he went by oh Dick. Oh, His name was Dick Hertz. I don't remember his comic book uh, uh, alter Black ego. Blackgate. Blackgate. Oh, my gosh. Blackguard. Excuse me. Blackguard. Ah, okay. The other character that's worth mentioning, though, is uh, TDK. The legend. The legend. The detachable kid, <laughs> played by Nathan Fillion. I didn't know it was Nathan I Fillion until I looked at the cast list. Oh, he's so such a beautiful man. But, like, just the fact that he was, like... Because he's the kind of actor that's, like, I don't care if you're going to put a mask on me. I'm in it for the fun of acting. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, and the, the detachable kid has such a small role, but it is so fucking funny like it's everything about this intro is just absurd and great we also got michael rooker i know a lot of walking dead fans out there would like to know got michael Ah. rooker playing savant and the beginning of the movie is definitely set up for him to be the protagonist (laughs) (laughs) but we switch gears real fast real now again i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil one thing but then from here on out, I'm going to try my best not to be too spoiler-heavy. Right, because it's brand new. Yeah, but we, we move on from the first team to the actual team when the first team is basically <laughs> massacred on the beach, except for Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn, who make yeah. it out. And Javelin's Javelin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But that, that also includes uh, uh, Jai Courtney. So people who were huge Captain Boomerang fans in the first one, if you're coming back just for Jai Courtney, yeah, we're sorry. You probably won't want to come back just for Jai Courtney. He He's not in it come much. Come back for other reasons. Did he even have a line? Like, I don't think I he had a line. I, I Well, they were talking on the airplane. At least Harley was talking at him. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I feel like... Like I feel like I didn't even recognize that he was with them on the airplane, like until they got there and and he had his death moment. Like I feel like that was the first time I saw him in the entire movie I know. was when he just smiles and waves. <laughs> yeah, I recall Margot Robbie saying, "Oh hi, Boomy." Uh, but besides that, honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> and Margot Robbie, they they utilize her so well in this movie. Oh, yes, like everything so about better. Harley Quinn, so much better. There's not as much like sexist jokes. There's not a lot of like. Print her as like putting her as eye candy for right. the camera like she is just more of a badass harley quinn like yeah. in this whole movie like she I does did. so much more that's a lot of fun i did love her in that dress though 
That was great. Oh, when she yeah that that one scene with all the roses and everything. Yes. Oh, beautiful. that was good. Is, yeah, but I mean they're so not. They they accomplished that in the the Birds of Prey movie. I feel like right Making, when she, when it's focusing on her, there's things that pop up out of nowhere because she right. she's a bit Looney Tunes and yeah you know and that's it, that's a, a very charming part of her character. In, exactly. in the comics today anyways so and that's just such a good scene too that's yeah. that's another scene where it's like she like her performing all of those stunts and beating the shit out of all those things that i think was that because i mean i know what's happening around her was cgi but were the things she was beating up also cgi or were they actual people i can't remember i think there were people in that in that scene like i think she was beating up yeah, like there the, was actual people the, in that i think you're thinking okay. of the uh in the in a suicide the old, squad that with the elevator had, scene yeah they had like yeah. real people were being possessed by whatever power the enchantress had yeah and they were turning into like cgi yeah. blobs yeah it was, it was gross dumb. it was so dumb but we move on to the second team which i don't have the full the full roster ahead of me so uh right. i'm gonna forget I'll a lot do. of people here uh, but i know you have eventually you get margot robbie she gets kidnapped and has that awesome well kidnapped captured kind of um but she has that awesome rose scene she's kind of by herself for the first half of this film the other team has Bloodsport, like who we've already mentioned john cena playing uh oh what's his name um the protector no it's not the protector peacemaker peacemaker that's right oh i knew it was a p you have sylvester stallone as king shark Oh my god, like, I'm not uh, a huge Sylvester Stallone fan, but hearing his voice come out of a giant CGI shark was phenomenal. Oh, it, it was a good choice. It was really good. Honestly, a very endearing character. <laughs> yeah, he has such a he has such a small role, but like they use him really well. Yeah, like, he's not he's not integral to what happens, but like no, he's like the Olaf character for sure. Which yeah. I hate to use that specific example, but that is when we were like, this is what Disney does. Right. They have to have this side character who's not human, but just human enough, just human enough to have maybe a little bit of a b plot that doesn't matter to the movie it's like it's like bob ross i've been watching a lot of bob ross recently it's like when he adds those sticks you know when he just takes the palette uh-huh. knife and cuts into the board it's just another dimension it's not needed but it just it adds yeah, to the it painting adds to it. it it didn't add to frozen i mean a lot of kids loved Olaf, so i guess they from did. their point of view it they added did. a lot and you know what maybe as if i watched aladdin for the first time i wouldn't have been a fan of uh apu Exactly. But I love that monkey. There's also part of the team, I believe David Dastmalshian plays Polka Dot Man. I believe that's the correct actor. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but I really enjoy yeah. his acting. I've seen him in a few things. Yeah, he's he's a good actor. Yeah, Happy is this really strange TV show that you guys should go watch. I don't know if I... Because some people are going to watch it and be like, this is the strangest, most obscene thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> I think it was worth it. But it makes you it. happy. And it, and it does kind of make me happy in a depressing kind of way. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's twisted as fuck. But anyways, he's great in it. And he's great in this. Uh, mm-hmm. The Polka Dot Man, again, it's another aspect of James Gunn that it's like... You hear the polka dot man, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this character. And he becomes like the fucking heart of this yeah. movie. 
Like, there's so much, and just ende- so many endearing qualities to this character. He's so fucking beautiful. And and something I learned after the fact was uh, David had uh, vitiligo, the skin disease that affects your oh your pigmentation. I think. Yeah, I, I might be getting the the scientific terms wrong, but like it's it's what you know Michael Jackson had, right? And, and he had that. Uh, David Dasmolshian has vitiligo, and that just added to his character. You know, it made him connect to the polka dot man in such a way that he was able to make this character more endearing than you ever thought this character could be like one of my favorite batman uh runs is from tom king now he did some questionable things at the end so it's like you know there's some character decisions near the end of tom king's batman run where you're like i don't know if this is that great but one of the things he did beautifully was a character called kite man it's just this, this yeah hell yeah this joke of a character who who his only character trait is that he has good kites. He yeah. makes, you know, kites that he can fly it around in. It's, he's so good. And he's a you know, he's a robber and he kinda of robbed store or banks by like flying into them and getting out. Like, cool. It's such a stupid character, but like by the end of the Tom King's run, he is such a beautiful character. Yeah. You oh, like yeah. every time he comes up, you remember his backstory, you remember what he's been through, you remember who he is and how he's grown. Yeah. You're just like Fuck, how did Tom King take Kite Man and make him something beautiful? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How did James Gunn and David Dalsmelchian take Polka Dot Man and make him so beautiful? It's it's I don't know, fucking man. brilliant. The it is the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's he's just another character in the backstory. Oh uh, fuck, man. Who and who plays Ratcatcher too? I don't think I wrote her name down. Uh her name is Daniela Melchior. And I'm sorry Not if cool. I mispronounced it. It's C-H-I-O-R. She's, she's again, she's another great actor. I sadly, this has been like three weeks, maybe a month since I've watched The Suicide Squad. And her character is the one I kind of remember the least of the whole group. But I do remember loving her character because her and the Polka Dot Man have some just great moments oh, together. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I do want to spoil just one cameo of her dad. Is Taika Watiti? Oh God, that's yeah. right. And I, so I love that her her backstory was also endearing, and yeah. she was honestly more of a hero thief and ended up getting captured. She, so you got more of a likable crew than the last yeah. one. Yeah, it sure. definitely makes you hate Amanda Waller so much oh, more. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't really like her character to start off with. She's supposed to be that very stonewall character that you're kind of like, you block the process. Like, you are, you are, you are gumming up the works. I know you're doing it to help the world and to keep everybody yeah. safe and whatnot. But, like, there's a cruelty to you that makes your character unlikable. And Viola oh. Davis does an amazing job at that. Definitely. But here, in this movie, she is so much more hateable. Like, oh my god. Oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, really, she's hateable in both movies. And that's exactly... Yeah. Every time Amanda Waller's brought into the comics, at least, that I've read, it that is the exact impression you get. It's like, why, Amanda? It's like, we yeah. know that you do some of this stuff to protect the country. But other, other of it is just... Is just yeah. to twist the knife. And it's like, what the fuck? One of those decisions happens in this movie around the third act where, you know, she she tells the squad to do something and they're like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, we're just going to like, uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's like, we're just going to kind of like leave this situation right now. 
Yeah. Like I feel like we Fuck should that. we should not leave this situation. We're supposed to, you're supposed to be using us for heroes. Like right. Yeah. It's it's a it's a great moment. It sure is. That there's a lot of that in this whole film. There are a lot of great moments. It's so funny, so well acted, and and again John Cena even like oh my god he, that is the perfect character for him. For sure. Yeah, he's just breaking into the acting world, and this is the the first performance of his that I've been like, oh, I like it. I love John Cena. Like, I'm going to be honest. I like he's one of my favorite personalities out there. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah. Yeah, he just seems like such a good person. Which is like, that's what it seems like the wrestling world has been producing is some people that seem like they'd be fun to meet, like both Batista and... Johnson, like I would be cool. I seem like I'd have a fun time hanging out with those guys. Maybe they're just nerdy bodybuilders. <laughs> Maybe, and I would love it. Like, yeah. it it definitely does seem to be like the people who come to acting from the wrestling world are like that very personality. Where it's like, all right, I can get along with actors like yeah. really well. <laughs> like, and it's what I've been kind of doing with the wrestling world. My brother's huge, huge in wrestling, and it's like it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, just every now and then, like, sit down and watch them because they just put out such a crazy performance. Oh, it's, it's such it's a so show. Funny. Such a show. You got to watch it sometimes. It's so good. For sure. Like, if you've always just thought, like, wrestling is stupid, it's like, no, just watch an episode. Like, it's funny. Like, it's yeah, so good. It's just fun. Like, yeah, I mean, like, it's not something I would be attached to, but, like, it's, it's something that oh, every yeah. now and then it's fun to sit down to. And John Cena, though, is one of those, like, just, like, great little pieces that's come from that world. And now I'm hoping he does get more in acting and continues to do roles like this uh, because here he got to be funny but also serious and intimidating in a right. very weird way. <laughs> and he, he pulls it off. He's like a, a white-collar American. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, like, I don't know if white-collar is the right term. It, it's like upper-middle class at the very least. Like he, he has a sense of an entitlement in this particular character. <laughs> and it's so weird. Like he, his idea of peace is, it's like, I love peace so much that I'm willing to kill every man, woman, and child <laughs> to achieve it. Oh, it's good shit. And there is there is a, a post credit scene with his character, so stick yeah. around. So uh, I, you know, they're doing the Marvel thing where they have to have post credit scenes and everything. Ugh. And I, yeah. I get it. You know, you you do if you work on a film, you do want people to stick around and see your name at the end. But right. it's long, man. I don't want to sit through all the fucking no. credit scenes. It was it was really deep in there too. So you know, if you're able to do it on the couch and fast forward, I recommend. Yeah, which thankfully you are able to do. I don't know how long or if it's going to be on there for a long time or if it's even still on there, but it was on HBO Max at one point. So maybe it's still there. But uh, whew, where to go from there? You know, I don't know. Okay, I you know, I'm not even sure if we talked about what they were up against. And now that I'm thinking of it, I honestly can't remember. Really? It's time for you to do the TARDIS sound. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, I remember. Yeah, because the villain, or one of the villains, the lead scientist on a project in Corto Maltese, where this movie takes place, um, he is a lead scientist working on a secret project called Project Starfish, and it is the thanker. The the CW recently did the thanker on The Flash, and I said recently, it was like five years ago maybe now, 
But their their thinker was very interesting. I liked it. It was good. Yes. The Suicide Squad's thinker <laughs> is Peter Capaldi, who was Doctor Who on uh, for a couple of years, not too long ago. One of the greatest doctors, in my opinion. He's yeah, top, I did really top three enjoy. or top four, at least. Oh, he's so good. Like, But here, as the thinker, he is... He's just right for this movie. He is, he oh delivers the right amount of the right amount of odd comedy, and at the same time, I'm supposed to be a bad guy. <laughs> so it's like it's it's perfect. Like it's fucking great. Like there's a lot of roles where Peter Picaldi plays that character. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like he's done it before, and is and he, so he's definitely a right the right choice. But the fucking costume. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this like he's got this terribly shaped like molded head with like electrodes poking out of it and everything. <laughs> but they're screwdrivers they're sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> oh yeah, all, <laughs> all sonic screwdrivers. I like I had to pause it. I was like, no, that legit you could buy a fucking hot topic, man. <laughs> some of them some of them they designed to kind of throw it a little bit, but they're they're sonic screwdrivers, dude. Oh, it's that's so fabulous. Hilarious. I didn't even notice that. That's <laughs> so good. Oh. And and I won't oh. I, we won't spoil the big big bad. The no. the big, you know, the third act villain, but I did allude to it and I will allude to it again by saying that the project was Project Starfish. And if you're a comic book nerd, you know who you know what I'm talking about, but Basically, that was Project Starfish was just this this secret thing going right. on in Corto Maltese that the the Suicide Squad is sent to basically end. You know, like I do a, want a, to point out that the Nazis started it. I just uh, yeah, I wanted to get it out there. That's how bad it is. But America, yeah, America put money into it. Is this spoiler? That's it's a bit of a spoiler, but I'm keeping it. It's a bit of a spoiler. It's a tiny one. So <laughs> it's, it's a nugget. little tiny one. It's a little nugget. There's shit going on in this movie, guys. Like it's totally <laughs> worth watching. There's so much to it. Yeah, that I love it. I I really am excited to watch it again sometime. Yeah, this is this is another one of those DC movies that it's like I don't get your universe still, but this was enjoyable. It's like oh, Wonder yeah. Woman, uh, like. Aquaman to an extent. I still remember Shazam enjoying Aquaman. Shazam. I, I won't even say to an extent. I enjoyed Shazam. That I, was so much fun. I did. Like, I I was it was a little bit more aimed for kids than I would have liked, but of course it stars kids, so Yeah. That's that's fine. But yeah, I felt like that's kind of what the DC new EU needed at that moment too, was right. just a little more of a heart. You know, a sure. little more of a Goonies feel. Like, let's yeah. put a little bit of just, like, childhood fun fantasy into it. And Zachary Levi as, like, oh my a God. kid he in, a, in, a, in an adult body. So fucking good. That was a lot of fun. Secret review of Shazam. <laughs> and, and the Suicide Squad, just another DCEU entry that I'm just like, you know what? If you keep doing this, I don't care how weird and garbage your universe overall is. If you keep doing these kind of films, I'm having fun. I'm on board. Yes, please. More of this. Just, yes, please. Just make every one of them a one shot. Like the MCU. Sure. They have their story tree going crazy. That's cool. And we're enjoying that. But you are so behind. If you want to compete, you have to go at it in a different direction. Exactly. Because do you know how the MCU got to the point where they're at now? By doing one-offs. Yeah. They do a, did a bunch of small stories. They set up Iron Man. They set up Thor. They set up Captain America. They had tiny little, like, 
tiny little Easter eggs that connected everything, right. and then they did the the Avengers film. Like they they set out all the key points up before they did a big you know let's get all together no, and do this. They were like, we're going to do Superman, and then we're going to smash Batman and Wonder Woman in there. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're going to smash Aquaman and the Flash in there and, and Cyborg. And Cyborg, yes, we can't forget Cyborg like Josh Sweden did. And we also got to smash the new gods in there somehow. <laughs> and We got to set all of this up. And then, you know, then when they jump back and do Wonder Woman 2, yeah, they smashed, I think they tried to smash too much into that movie too. Yeah, it's it's all about trying to set up the future and it's like you shouldn't be worrying that about that right Not now. You should just be yeah. having just fun. Set it up. Yeah, yeah. Just set it up and have fun and James Gunn nobody better to do that than him. Like he just knows how to do it. He he entered the MCU and he's like, "You know what? I'm going to do all these weird odd characters and I'm going to make them like staples in this universe so that when you do your big get together film, you're going to have all of them in it." Yeah. And he, now he's done that with Suicide Squad, where why don't, well, not a lot of the characters from this are going to be in <laughs> no, other films. They're not. Not not to say they all die, it's just that you, don't, you don't really expect all. these characters to be fighting with Batman and Superman. No, no. I mean, Har- Harley Quinn, of Harley course. Quinn. Like, yes, you will. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodshot, 100%. maybe. Sorry, Bloodsport, maybe. <laughs> not Deadshot, though. I don't think Will Smith's coming Death back to the DCU. <laughs> okay. Let's do our closing statements on this movie. I feel like we could talk a lot more about it, which is a good sign. So you guys should go out and watch this movie. I'm going to give it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, fuck. I guess I'll give it a face and a half. It's got got everything that, uh, you know, making a top 100 list needs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's just lack of producer interference. Or if it's just James Gunn completely. I have like no every, idea. It just seemed like everybody had more fun with this film. There was more heart. It doesn't seem like it was a lot a lot of reshots or anything. Maybe <laughs> well, there was a lot of reshoots, but who knows. The pressure was off. It's like, we can't do oh, yeah. worse than the last one. That's true. Yeah, we they, they already <laughs> fucked it up. We can't do any worse. Man, all the characters you connect to them, you all have good storylines. We're not spending a shit ton of time telling backstories like the first right. movie did. First right. movie, like... Oh my god, the first 30 minutes is just backstories for all these different characters. Like, I don't fucking care. Get to the movie. Yeah. In this film, they're all just there. You, like, first five minutes, you're on Cordo Maltese getting the shit done. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fun action crazy right after that, and John Cena's in it. And so, some people have problems with Immediate Rest, but I, I, it really worked for this particular movie. Yeah, it's good. Well handled. I gave it three and a half stars. Fuck yeah. Actually, no, it's still attached to the old film. I'll get three stars. <laughs> <laughs> if it was its yeah. own thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it technically more. is all by itself its own thing, but it, you know, it's still the naming it scheme alone just sequel. like. It's, it's a still sequel. trying to replace. It's trying to replace something, you know? It's like putting a yes. band aid over a scab. Like, you can still <laughs> kind of see it. Like, especially with a huge scab and it's like very black and stuff. You know, you can still see it through the band aid. So it's like, what the fuck are you even right. trying to do? But it still is a sequel because of the references to the first one yeah. and because you have characters that are carried over and acknowledge that they know each other from the past. 
Right. So you must assume that it's from a Suicide Squad. Yeah, and, and and all the characters in that last film, though, that are here, they all get to shine more, even Captain Boomerang. I'm sorry, Jai Courtney, but like, <laughs> I loved your performance in the Suicide Squad so much more than what they tried to do with your character in the first film. Like, Yeah, I mean, even, even Joel Kinnaman as Randall Flagg. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that, that character was in the first one. He was... He was rough. That was a rough guy. Again, there was a good story there. They just, they didn't know what to do with it. And yeah, and here you got somebody who's far more entertaining and endearing that, you know, as you go along, you're just like, oh no, what's happening? And yeah. <laughs> I just, I just remembered when he, when he's captured and he's like, well, he's not really captured. He's with the rebellion forces and the suicide squad goes to rescue yeah. him. <laughs> kills him. People that they're supposed to protect. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my god. Uh, this movie's good. It's three and a half stars. I'm just joking. It's three and a half stars. Easily wins the sequel Smash. Like, the whole purpose of this show was the sequel worth it? 100% yes. 100% yes. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't have expected it. You don't need a Suicide Squad to watch it. You can crumple that up and throw it away. Not to say that all Suicide Squads are bad. The animated movies, I recall, being very good. Yeah. But this is the best of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. It is rightfully the Suicide Squad. It wins. Yes, sir, it does. So good. And I'm happy we had it. Thank you, James Gunn. You can go back to go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm happy Please. Disney unfired you. They did? Because... Yeah, he's, he's back on, Disney, uh, on uh, wow. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, good, because... I'm am more excited for that movie then. Yeah, exactly. And it's it was a dumb reason to fire him. You know, he made a stupid comment a long time ago. It's like and he even acknowledged that it was a dumb joke. Like Yeah. We make we make dumb jokes when we're younger. That's what we do. And then you yeah. get older and you realize, well that was offensive and I really wish I hadn't said that when I was young and stupid and just trying to get attention. Right. It's just what yeah. happens. We learn. We grow. We do we do learn and grow, but there're definitely some examples where they are trying to make up for what they did and or it's happened so long ago that they have thought about it all their life and they're willing to do whatever it takes, you know. Yeah. But that I still don't think that means that we are as a culture unvalid by saying, "Hey, you can't say that shit. We're not going to yeah. accept you saying that about people but cancel culture just needs to go away like it's the, the getting people too who are aggressive yeah people it, are digging very deep to find things to make everybody look bad yeah it's just another another moment where people just take it too far just make it a point that it's a bad thing to do and just move on yeah we need to stop focusing on the negative and focus on the positives <laughs> yeah and i think you know if it is if you're ever like if something is like pointed out to you like that that you gotta do the right thing which is follow the example of dan Harmon and even james gunn is like hey i i apologize for this and you know just yeah. own up to it and be like i understand why this is wrong but it happened and i tried to deal with it but if you stand your ground and are like still so strongly for whatever it was that you said. Yeah, very stubborn then, in your Of ignorance. course, pr private companies are going to be like, I don't want to be associated with that. Exactly. 
Yeah, if, if you're going to be stubborn in your ignorance, like the one lady from like the Mandalorian, yeah. uh, Gina, Gina Carano, Car- yeah. if you're going to do that, then yeah, you're, there's probably going to be consequences. Some companies are probably not going to work with you if you don't, if you don't yeah. really, and you don't have to agree with people's image, but like if, if a company is going to pay you millions of dollars, they want you to agree with their image. <laughs> like right. you're a huge asset to their, to their, their image. You're, you're, you're portraying what they want you to portray. So yeah, they're going to cut you, cut ties. But like, you know, James Gunn, it's all in the past. He's acknowledged it. He's learned. I don't know if he's learned all of his le- the right lessons, but he's learned some lessons. <laughs> right. Yeah, strange strange note to end on, but, it, you know, we. I guess we're going to – I think at the very beginning we put out a PSA and said we're not going to hold back our opinions. So there you go. There's some opinions <laughs> for you. But I've been uh, the faceless Leon. And I am the green traveler. Safe travels. Good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.